Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister, back from Hawaii. She is a bronzed, beautiful, mm-hmm. buxomous babe. <laughs> the sun beat down upon me, and I was glad. Oh, my gosh. She's so tan, people. To be honest, it rained quite a bit. Well, it really did, and I was not happy about that. That stinks. Yeah, it was like those people were doing those rain dances, and then the gods... I don't know if that happens in Hawaii. Are you you kidding me? No, rain dances? No, they don't need to do rain dances. It's the state that gets the most rain out of all 50. I guarantee you at some point, native Hawaiians did rain dances. I beg to differ. I bet they didn't have to. (laughs) I bet they were sometimes like, yo, rain. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they did the opposite. Sun dances. Their California friends, however, Mm -hmm. did have to do some dances. Did you say that it's the rainiest state? Yes. I didn't know. When you that. ask people what state gets the most rain annually, they always say Wash uh Seattle or like Washington or Oregon. Yeah. So why? I mean, I it did, it is one of those things where it's kind of like drizzle not drizzle not, right. but it was quite a bit of rain. They had to cancel the hula and luau. Oh my gosh. And the fire dancers. <laughs> Lincoln was furious. I bet. I would have been furious. Uh, There was one thing you did that you have to talk about on here. What? You went and revisited a location. Yeah. This is probably a good start. Special to you, right? This episode is um, 117, and we are talking about part three in our series on the real world. And while I wasn't on the real world, I can still say about my Rodals experience, it was crazy. So I was on the show 19 years ago. And the, are you serious? You were on the show 19 years ago. 19 years ago. You started your show. show. Wow. Which is insane. And we were in Hawaii and all of a sudden it dawned on me because I was telling story. In fact, I, well, they put us up in this hotel or me. Remember I told you for oh, days yeah. yep, and yep. I saw no the money. hotel and I saw Denny's. the Denny's that I ate at. <gasps> what? It was right by where we were Has staying. it been remodeled? No. Oh my, that makes it even better. And so I'm thinking about it and telling Adam stories about what it was like. Because we started there even though the show was ultimately in Australia because that's kind of like a halfway. Oh, yeah. So our first mission was in Hawaii. And I thought, why the heck don't we go to the waterfall where we did our first mission, which was cliff jumping. And we did. And it was really uh, what's the word? Like I was contemplative uh-huh. and it was, um, cathartic uh-huh. and kind of bizarre. Wow. It was really beautiful. It was mostly just like I remembered, but they treat it differently now. It used to, at the time they had shut it down. It was a spot where they did cliff jumping shows, like with professional oh, cool. jumpers and divers. Yeah. And so it was very like, you know, everything was kind of commercialized and, clean and the brush was cleared and everything. Now it's all overgrown and you can't jump or anything. And you can hardly even see where we jumped from because they don't do those shows anymore. I wonder why. Well, because people were getting hurt. Well, that would make sense. And and that I've heard a lot about like challenges and things. Did you actually dive off the cliff or did you have harnesses on? Well, we did. We jumped, but no harnesses. You no harnesses? Yeah. You jumped off the same cliff that cliff divers jump off of. Yes. Fuck that shit. You could have died. <laughs> Suits. Right. And in the episode, they were like, 
you know, she almost hit those rocks. Well, guess oh, why? Because I was 18 years old. I had never left the house, and nobody said you have to jump out. Oh my god! I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm about to. Ha- I'm about to lose it. <laughs> You're having like triggers. I am. Why? Because I just am like. <clears throat> we are so lucky. Nobody died. Knock but on wood. Then, knock on wood. Oh my god! But then some people do almost get so. Uh, Adam. Not was it Adam? No. Uh, Tony. Tony, two seasons or three seasons ago on uh, Bloodlines, he was jumping from this, like, on this bed jumping pla- uh, challenge where you had to jump from one bed to another bed to another bed, but way over the water. Huh. And they get farther and farther apart. Okay. Classic challenge. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. <laughs> yes. And he jumped and he hit his stomach on the side of the edge ruptured his spleen and had no to have surgery in fucking Uruguay or something like that. Come on. No, thank you. And he's so lucky. He doesn't have a spleen now. He does not. He, they, he, they had to remove it. Yes. He's got a huge scar and he had to have surgery Was this right there. Was detailed the in bleeding. the episode? Barely. Not like, I mean, brushed over. This guy was, it's, oh, oh. And then... In, in Argentina, when what? I went down to do the final there on Rivals 3, we, it's so sad to say, lost two stunt doubles in, a, not stunt doubles, um, you know, like stunt, stunt coordinators, yeah. in a helicopter accident. The helicopter crashed, and right. the helicopter pilot died, and they, did, they weren't even able to find the bodies the whole time we were there. No. Mm-hmm. What? Because it was just our, so. It was um, like deep and lost, and it was in a lake, and they. That had is really terrible. Divers searching for. We had to. Cha- they changed everything. They had to push the day back. You know, this is going to sound really mean. Ugh, but what? um, so when you're after that season aired, or I'm sorry, after your season wrapped filming, mm-hmm. I'm friends with some of the crew, although mm-hmm. probably not after I say this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the showrunner mm-hmm. posted a picture. Of herself, like, you know, kind of like celebrating thumbs up. And, and her caption was like, how you feel when you get your whole crew down off the mountain and you wrap. And I was like, um. Poor taste. So you actually didn't get the whole oh, crew. Oh, no. I just felt like That's that was gross. a little bit. Because they're technically, they were locals. They were. Yeah, but they're. But they're part of the crew. Of the, I'm sorry. They were I mean, on your payroll. We, I cried. Yeah. It was really emotional. Yeah, because you're really fucking you're not dead inside like oh, some fuck. people. But I know that she didn't mean anything by it, and that right. she was just happy because it was her oh. first season, and she was probably feeling really proud. Uh-huh. But I'm sorry, they were dead, right? And that is awful. And they were on your watch. Oh my god, I'm feeling sick. It wasn't her fault, of course, right. but that was terrible. I think they said something happened to the pilot. Either, what was the cause? Either he had a, something happened to him, like he had a, a heart attack or something like that, oh or there was God. something wrong with the mechanics or whatever. That's what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, it's something. It was something where it was a, an obviously just like a sure. big accident. And yeah, not like a. You know what? This is ooh, making ooh, you're ooh. driving me to drink here. But yeah, probably. <laughs> luckily, we're having wine time. Yeah, man. But, and Candy, well, we need a theme song for it. 
Wine time, wine time. You're looking so fine during wine time. Maybe that's the wine. Maybe that's the wine. It's wine time. <laughs> Today we are drinking some delicioso wine from brightcellars.com slash brain candy. Um, oh, and that's cellars like wine cellar. And I, because oh, right. Like- as Not opposed like, to peddlers of wine. <laughs> right. Right, which I had never thought C-E-L-L-A-R-S. of. C-E-L-L-A-R-S. We're big fans of Bright Cellars because it's two MIT grads that started the company, and they turn, they combined their love of computer science and wine, created an algorithm that will give you four best wine matches for your personal taste. And my personal taste is wine. <laughs> so it really works out great. Oh, um, I've been on a rosé kick lately. Really? Oh, yes. Well, I hope you like what we have today, because this is a Zinfandel. Oh, that close. In it's the called Cambridge and Sunset, which, you know, sounds kind of like Hawaii. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> and this uh, Zinfandel, you might like because, since you're on a rosé kick, because it is sweet, it has strawberry, raspberry, and blackberry flavors. That's like basically a daytime wine. Yeah. Or nighttime. <laughs> or nighttime. And uh, it's sweet and smooth. Let's give it a taste, yeah. shall we? I already poured it oh, for you. Oh. Because mm. we were getting too noisy, but you didn't even cheers me. Mm. Like some kind of Sorry. savage. Oh, Here we, we go. go. Let me try. Oh, that is sweet. There we go. Delish. Very nice. Well, that's I don't, a I'm better usually... way to have the episode. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> right, drunk. Right. <laughs> well, I'm not usually into sweet wines. You've always liked like sweeter ones more than me, but... This I could go. I for. like the right kind of sweet wine. It has to be what does that dry mean? with the sweet, and it can't be, you know. It says sugary. this one goes can go really well with barbecue. Oh, I'm so getting into barbecues right now because like the weather's turning time. right. <gasps> oh. Um, dishes with a little spice, like Mexican or Indian. Yeah, you gotta pair the you gotta pair sweet with the spicy. Go with right. the opposite plate. Fav- I never would have known profile. that. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to give them a try, go to brightsellers.com slash brain candy and you're going to get 50% off your first shipment. Woo! Right? That's brightsellers like wine seller slash brain candy. Cheers to that. Um, yeah. Take the quiz. Okay. Oh, this I is love really. quizzes. <laughs> right. That I especially good. like online quizzes whenever yeah. someone's going to send me alcohol to right. my door. That's the best. And they wrap it up so nice mm-hmm. in this beautiful blue. It feels fun paper. to open. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite kind of deliveries. Um, okay. So anyway, we were talking about sort of things that can go wrong on these challenges and stuff, Oof. which, you know, even when I was dating Tim Beggy, which was many moons ago, we at that time were like, someone's going to get, because mm-hmm. it's, it's just an, a numbers game right. in a way. Because and everything we do feels so dangerous and you know you'll hear like so and so tested this one and broke their head off or whatever and so and then they're like but we still did it like the time that sky broke her leg doing the trampoline one it was it was somebody named star oh stars yeah (laughs) but there was another one named sky so that sounds ridiculous so we had to Yes, star of moon, sunshine, rainbow. Right. Um, But anyway, so it's really hard when we talk about the real world for it to not go into the challenge. Right. So this this episode's going to be a little more loose since we've done two that were exclusively the real world, and this can deal with more. But I submitted to our listeners and asked, "What do you really want to know?" Yeah. 
Because I imagine that there's a lot of things that we just wouldn't think of that people would want to know. Right. So I'm going to start with things I want to know from you. Oh, okay. Okay. So, because uh, I, like I said, oh, I didn't even finish my road roll story. I'm yeah. sorry. Let me finish and then I'll ask you questions. I probably derailed that train. No, sorry. no. <laughs> you were talking about dangerous cliff jumping. Oh, God. That's right. And how you guys almost, almost could have died. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, for one thing, before we went, we, in my hotel room, Lincoln and my husband and I watched the episode. <gasps> Suze. And that was really special because my kid's four. And so he's like, was he kind like of. That's mom? Yeah. And he was just like, Who, are those your friends? And then that oh, made, I started sobbing. God. Okay. Because they're not. Look at. Most of them. <sighs> Looks like the tables have turned. Susie's the crier this time. <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> Now. Well, you're emotional. You that know, is it made really me emotional, yeah. Because they're not anymore. Most of them are not my friend anymore. Oh. And I and I Well, that's kind of how it happens. It's like high school. Well, and also the old, I mean, yes, of course you can connect with each other after you learn about each other and things like that. But really, you know, you just have this shared experience. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to or have to like everyone or be friends with everyone. I mean, that's not how the world really works. Well, That's why we're not all friends with our preschool friends. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, I didn't cry in front of my kid, by the way. I just answered. I I just said, yes, those are my friends. And then when my husband was putting him in bed, I reflected upon it and I thought... Oh, Suze. I thought how sad that is. And also, I looked at myself at 18 and thought, I was so hopeful... And I, w- I really thought this was something really special that I was chosen to do. And it was. Yeah, it was really special, but it's different now. And so I like mourned it. Mm. Isn't that weird? I do. I get that. I understand that. But then we went to the waterfall and I text Sarah later. Yeah. And it was amazing because there was a girl there. Hi, Molly, if you're listening. She came up to me and she said, we were like, we were actually being vigilantes about this idiot couple who left their baby stroller on the side while they went into the water beneath the waterfall and their baby... They left their baby? Yes. Are you freaking... <laughs> are they high? Right. Well, he had a man bun. I'm just saying. Fucking And fuck. I went and told the lifeguards, I'm like, just so you know, there's that baby in that stroller sitting in the sun, the oh, black stroller by the edge of the what's water. What's wrong with people? Right. So me and these girls were like... What what is I am sick? We were like vigilantes. Yes. And then the one goes, Are you Susie Meister? And usually when people know your last name Yeah, when they <laughs> use the first and last. I was like, Yes. And she's like, Oh, I love brain candy. And I was oh like Oh my God! We got fans in Hawaii. Well, she was from Pittsburgh and she said she listened oh, to it on right. the plane and I thought She listened is- to it on the plane. And she's from Pittsburgh, and she didn't know, she wasn't asking if I was from Road Rules when I'm at the spot of my Stop first mission. It. And I thought, this is a divine moment. Yes, it is. Like, I don't know why, but it's like the universe was saying, accept the where you are. This is Oh, your- I was just going to say that. Yeah. And I think also the fact that the universe gave you a mommy moment 
in that moment too <laughs> is significant to say that that is not your life jumping off of waterfalls and like look at those irresponsible kids in the water and that life versus look at this like you get to kind of see yeah to the both to be honest you know. I'm still processing it yes all. I, it was I'm really sure you are amazing that's a lot to that's really interesting. Okay. I love those moments. People should always be receptive and open to those moments and like think about what can be learned because I think sometimes there's, you can believe in coincidences, you can believe in whatever you want, but even if you don't believe in all that stuff, there is, like we know that the brain takes comfort in recognizing things that are familiar, that there's, your brain will... That's like why you see faces in things. That's why things trigger memories of the past. And if you allow those things to happen and you allow those memories to like come to the surface and think about like that at this moment in time, you can learn a lot and you can yeah. do some healthy reflecting. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the thick of it, so. it's great. I'll let you know when I'm on the I, other side. Yes. <gasps> She's going to cry. I am not going to cry, <laughs> but I, yeah, it was really cool. But let me ask you some stuff about real world because mm. I've always wanted to know. I have heard, uh, about things like the bat phone. Oh yes. You don't know about this. Well, I don't know real, what, real yeah, tell me what it is. Okay. So we have no contact with the crew. When you're on the real world, there's no interaction. What do you mean by no? None. I mean, they are, there is a wall, an imaginary wall between them. You can't look at them. You can't talk to them. You can't make jokes. We used to try to do things to make them laugh. And then they would, you know, say, leave them alone, blah, blah, blah. Um, so in the house, if there was something that we needed to communicate with the producers, or if we needed to say we wanted to leave the house and go somewhere, there was a phone that was linked directly to the producer's office or like the, the what do they call that? Control room. The control room where, uh, you know, they have all the cameras and everything. Have you ever been inside a control room, by the way? Mm -hmm. What's that like? It's Creepy, great. right? Yeah. There's like a million cameras. It's always very dark. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, but Why? Because they have cameras. They got to see They're them. They're not using them in there. Well, I know, but like, you know how movie theater is better with the lights off? I guess. You could see the like contrast the better. Yeah. You know. It's always creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. And then you, I just picture them eating Doritos and Cheetos. Like, because like in the dark, just, I don't know why I always <laughs> picture like people just watching and eating snack food. Like, <laughs> Well, that's because their crafty bins are just pot. Like, and they're all junk. Yeah. In there. Yeah, it's surprising they're not heavier right. people. Um, <laughs> luckily, the camera equipment's heavy, so I guess that kind of like balances them out. Right. Uh, you know, a little workout, a little right. cardio carrying around the equipment. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. So we, the bat phone is used, to, and it links us back there. So we'd pick it up, and that would be. Wait, the so would it or ring? Or the crew would say. Did you dial? No, we, we would just pick it up. And there would be somebody on the other line because they could see the cameras. They could see us walk to that area. And so who or would if there answer? Was somebody that if they needed to give a message to somebody, the crew would say, Sarah, go get the bat phone or check, go get, go answer the bat phone. Really? Mm -hmm. To do what? Give us any information we needed about like, when I say you have to get permission to do anything, if we wanted to use the hot tub, you have to call. If we wanted to Why? go for a drive, you have to call. We wanted to go outside, you have to go. Because they need to get the crew. They need to get everything. You can't really just move freely. For the hot tub? Sometimes, yeah. You know, like if it was... I don't fucking... Ours was Sarah, outside. Sarah, stop it. 
Yeah. Stop acting like we should know why. Uh, it was just, uh, right, you're right. It was like really that you have to get permission to do everything. Everything, everything. For real. For real. If we wanted to go outside, if we wanted to go, and then if we ever want, if we needed to leave for the day, if I needed to go into the city, I would have to call the bat phone, wait for them to then call the place. They would have to get the location cleared. I mean, the location has to agree that they can be filmed there, blah, 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 blah. And then they would have to, then it would probably take another hour before we could actually leave the house to go to the place. Then we get to the place. Then they have to put the crew inside to like set up and make sure the shots are good and clear the table to make sure, you know, that there are no people in the background or blah, blah, blah. It's so much work that you spend a lot of time doing nothing, like waiting around. It's probably why we get in fights. We're so bored all the time. That is what I'm saying. Because documentary filmmaking isn't like that as much. No, this is not doc. I mean, it's very, it's it's documentary in the sense that it's documenting unscripted. what people are not. Yeah, unscripted. But it's manufactured reality. Yeah. Because that's a controlled environment. That's a control. Everything's very controlled. Okay. Couldn't so, take public transportation. Hated not being able to take you the couldn't, subway. You were not York. allowed. Because they can't film on it. After post 9 11, they got real um, strict with a lot of the rules on filming things in New York. You can't film in tunnels. So they had to, like, we got pulled over sometimes when we would go through tunnels and they would ask us all about the equipment. And we would, then there would be the crew car behind us. And then we would get pulled over and have to sit there for an hour on the side of the road explaining to the cops that. These are just for a reality show, and you're like, none of this no fucking way. matters. I cannot believe that. That's the frustrating thing, is you're like, none of this matters. <laughs> Nothing I'm doing is even worth the argument over whether you can film in here. Okay. You know. Now, some people submitted questions via the Brain Candy Crush Facebook group, which mm-hmm. you should join. Hey, it just hit a thousand, a members, thousand members, which is fun. Um... They wanted to know about confessionals, and I do too, because we didn't have that either. Mm-hmm. So, in is this accurate? In all the real world houses, there's a room? Correct. Okay, tell me. You know what's cool? I was just cleaning out a, a, a closet yesterday, and I have... I was cleaning out a closet because I was supposed to be writing papers for school. Yeah. And I am, my house is never cleaner right. <laughs> than when I have a project due. The girls from my class, they uh, came up with a word... Procrasta baking. That's, <laughs> That's when you funny. bake instead of doing your homework. <laughs> and since I, you know, try to, you know, keep on a good eating habit, so I just clean instead. <laughs> uh, so yes, in my cleaning out of the closet, I found the backdrop. You know what would be more fun? What procrastinating? Yes, like masturbating. I've probably done that before. <laughs> Guaranteed. Sometimes when I'm like, I'm bored, I'll just. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Like I'm the only one. <laughs> no, it's the whistle that got me. It's just great. Okay, go it ahead. Takes a little more than that. Really, <laughs> Barely. What if? Um, so I was cleaning up my closet, and I found the backdrop to the confessional. So our back, our backdrop, or our uh, background in the confessional were these really cool, almost like puzzle piece light boxes that fit together. And you plug it in and it like glows in different colors. And I have a whole set of them that is signed by all the cast members. And I think some of the crew too. How'd you get it? Wow. Well, they just gave us, we, after it was done, 
I was like, hey, can I have pieces of that? And they like gave us a little box of them. No. And uh, so I have it. I should like auction that off. I'm never going to use it. You know, sometimes they do things that are so generous, uh-huh. and then other times they're so ridiculous, right. like production about yeah. like stingy weirdness. Yeah. You know what I will say? What? This is like a confessional right now. Oh, do it. In the early, I'm probably going to get sued. In the <laughs> early days of Beauty and Marie. What if like now all of a sudden you're like, here you go. It's not like this now, but in the early days of Beauty and Marie, um, they had, you know how like when a company sends a lot of stuff and they have like a FedEx number that you can use <laughs> to like ship stuff? Well, um, they weren't real good at regulating it. <laughs> and me and Tim, we shipped... Uh, he moved from Pittsburgh <laughs> to LA. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Shipped it out there, FedEx. Yeah. Over. And then oh, eventually we great. got caught. And they got they called and we're like, Did you ship this? And he was like, No. But then we no. had to stop. And that, now they are more uh, strict about that. <laughs> I can, you know what? I can see them making that mistake and learn. Sometimes I feel like a lot of the rules that we have are so. <laughs> crazy yeah that the only way that we could have those rules is if somebody broke <laughs> them there's a reason for it or they give us sometimes the laundry list of things we're not allowed to do i'm like oh, well i know why we have that rule <laughs> i remember the story about why we have that because it's so specific yes. yeah the rules are like you cannot board any ship that does not belong to you <laughs> like oh yeah i remember when evan kenny and johnny did that <laughs> Right. And so, uh, you know, the series has lasted so long that the list of, you know, rules Do you remember is so long uh, the Mexico, tr- the, when everybody went and, uh, to a club, when you guys had a challenge in Mexico? I wasn't there. And Evelyn was on that challenge. Okay. And they ended up, she ended Why up in the hospital me? that night. Were you on that challenge? No. Okay. Why did you think that I was? I don't know because I, I it was just before I met you and it was so it it was, it was in, in Acapulco. Those, it was some they did a few in Mexico. Yeah. No, why? What happened? She ended up in the hospital for what? Uh, either alcohol poisoning or like bad drugs or something. And then they locked down. They were like, these kids are doing drugs. We gotta not let <laughs> them out kids at clubs. Are doing drugs? I mean, they were <laughs> right. Duh. And they didn't know where she was. This was before oh like God. we could. They, they like. They found her, like, the next day, some cast crew or cast had taken her to the hospital, and it was all... It's there like, have been okay. quite a few um, times where cast members have gone missing, which, you know, like, you would think, how could that happen? Oh, there have been a few times. <laughs> tell me one that you remember. Okay, this Wait, one... I'm going to tell you one that probably you don't know. Okay, Do you ahead. have someone tell me first? No, go ahead. Okay. So you probably haven't heard this one because this was a show I wasn't even on, and it was a more recent one. So on Free Agents, they were in Uruguay, I think, and they had gone out one night. I I have to remember the details of it, but they had taken a bus. They had yes, they had taken a bus and gone out that night. Devin fell asleep on the bus in the back of the, the bus. Girl. Devin the girl fell asleep on the bus in the back oh of the God. bus. <laughs> now she's in if you don't know Devin, Devin always right. dresses like to the nines. You know, she she says she has like house stilettos. <laughs> right? She's like Peg Bundy. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. Right. That, you hit the nail on that. <laughs> If Peg Bundy and uh, Wendy Williams yeah. combined yeah. forces. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
I wish you guys saw the arm movement right. I did for that. But you missed that one. Imagine it. Uh, so she's, like, you know, in her, like, dress from the club and high heels and Devin face of makeup, falls asleep in the back of this bus. Everybody gets off the bus. Then the bus driver drives back to the bus port. She How come? Woke hold up. it. I have no Were you on the bus? Co- no, I, w- I wasn't even on the season. Okay, I'm sorry. So no cast member no. was like, hey. No, no, no producer. No, nobody. Wow. She woke up no at producer. the bus terminal <laughs> in Uruguay. No. And somehow, I have to, you know. Oh, my Who's going to know the info? Because somebody, I have, to rem- I have to call somebody or I have to text somebody who would remember how she got, like, either producers came and found, like, finally traced the bus and found her, but she has no phone, no money. I mean, you're in, you have nothing. Yeah. I think maybe she told me the story, and she was like, well, I guess I just become a a prostitute now. Right. (laughs) She's dressed for the occasion. Right? Because, like, can you believe that? And that is not... What happened? I think producers ended up coming to get her, but she ended up at a bus port in Uruguay, like the last, the la- the place where they take the buses at the end of the night, and it was sunshine when she woke up. Because a lot of times they go out to like 4 a.m., so it was like that the is, sun was up That's really woke up. scary, actually. Terrifying. And you know what? Somebody like me, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm probably not going to get picked up. But... <laughs> was she upset? Probably, but also I know Devin, and that girl has street smarts. Yeah, she would have been able to handle her. She did clearly. She was fine, and she would have figured it out because she could. She's not like a damsel in distress at all. Right. Yeah, and that's not the only story about them leaving. Tell me another one. Wait a minute. Okay. First of all, we haven't even revealed what your dad texts back. Oh, right. I mean, don't get too excited or do whatevs. Oh, my God. Okay, that's what we're going to do next after I share a testimonial about how I'm now one of those people. Yes, you are. Who is addicted to working out. Remember when I tried to convince you that you should hop on a regular workout routine, and now you're telling me, hey, Sarah, like, where's your regular workout routine? Right, because I am now a Beachbody junkie. I am embarrassed because, like, I always judge these people. Like, not Beachbody people, but, like, workout people. And I still do judge them on Instagram. (laughs) But, like, I... So I joined Beachbody On Demand, and I, even in Hawaii, still could do it because it's, like, you know, the Netflix for workout videos. So I was doing yoga in the mornings, and then I would do a workout in the evening. And I couldn't be happier, not because... I, I'm trying to lose weight or anything, but just because I'm so happy to be stronger. Yes. Don't you feel more connected with your body? Yes, I do. And at 37 years old, oh. I'm really happy to be more connected with my body. That's great. Because, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. like the skinny fat thing mm-hmm. where like people are thin, but they just have no strength. Right. I don't want to be like that. Well, and especially for women, because that leads to osteoporosis. For real? For real. Bone density is a really important thing. This is like a side and a side, but that is a real, uh, uh, you know, problem for, especially for women, that because they're not utilizing, like doing enough workouts or doing enough things where they're, they're doing weight training, even your own body weight, stuff like that, like yeah, jumping jacks are really is. good to build up bone density, that can lead to osteoporosis and being able to just do... Uh, you know, consistent, 
even if it's light, regular workout routine where you're doing some body weight stuff or even getting some small weights or resistant bands will prolong your life and help you in so many ways and emotions. And it's like the best thing you could do for your body. And it's also for your mind. Yes. I was just going to say that. If somebody comes to me and is like... I would have been annoyed with someone saying this before. I know. But you get it's it. true, guys. Wait, it really is. It is the number one cure for depression, for real, is get up and move your body. I just read that if if you could put in a pill form all of the benefits of exercise, everyone would be on that pill. Right. And so I kind of was like, well, let's I think try we just it. need to rename exercise. We've just right. gotten such a bad taste. Just say like I'm doing my beach body today or yeah. I'm doing my whatever. Yeah. Because if you think of it as exercise, in your head, I can just see how excited you get and your kid yeah. gets about doing it. In your head, it doesn't seem like yeah. a work I wouldn't do out it. underlying work. Yeah. You know? For me, it's just like, I'm going to just me take a sec. Yes. Yes. And that's, I'm getting all worked up because I think there's a lot of moms and women mm-hmm. out there who do absolutely do not take time. Look at you. T- look at this is so funny. I know, but you it's were true. not like this two months ago. <laughs> I know. And I feel like you would have said to me, oh, for Pete's shut sake. Up. <laughs> right. For Pete's sake, Sarah. Because I prefer to be cynical and I think it's funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, there's nothing funny about being earnest, which right. I'm being right now. Yeah. But. If you want to try and do it along with me, just text Brain Candy, which would be all one word, no spaces, to 303030, and you can get 30 days of access to the entire platform. And like I said, it's they have a million different kinds. So if you're one of those crazy P90X people, then God bless you. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Or you can do what I do, like yoga and just um, isometrics. With I don't, I don't even use any equipment. Wow. It's just like, yeah, man. Just going like using oh, your muscles. At, yeah, it's so cool, and that's nice. why Lincoln can do it with me because it's whatever level you're at. Oh, so good. Anyway, I'm sorry you had to hear all that, <laughs> but seriously, text uh, thirty 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 the word brain candy, all one word to thirty 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 for a free thirty day membership to Beachbody on Demand. Okay, this is what people are waiting for. Yes, I can't believe. Right. We should have opened. No, we left them in suspense. It's probably good. Yeah. We text Sarah's dad a couple episodes ago to ask him how he got the phone number to the real world house. And keep in mind, Sarah had not contacted this mm-hmm. man in at least 10 years. At least. And then was just like, hey, psst. Um, <laughs> where'd you get that dang phone number? Yeah. What it's heavy. did he well, he said that he didn't want to reveal where he got it from because he didn't want to get any family members in trouble. No, he didn't. No, he didn't? Wait, let me reread Re-read it. it. He said, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Oh, anyone in trouble. Which yeah. to oh. me could be... That could be. Production oh, or family. Where is my phone? Right next to Oh, my to God. <laughs> this is what's happening That is your throwing brain. me off. As soon as we start talking about this stuff, Sarah goes into weird kid mode. I totally do. Look, I start doodling. That's really weird. It is weird. weird. (laughs) Makes sense, though. Can you read it? Uh, Sure. Because it's probably like cathartic. You don't have to read the whole thing. I'll give you the highlights. Yeah. yeah. Let me find it. Because it was actually quite long and thoughtful, and we were surprised. For the other people who wanted to know uh, 
if because the other text that came through was the 420 deals. And yes, I did take advantage of those. Thank you. <laughs> 420 deals. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. Wait, um, to go with my bright sellers, I'm also going to go have a cheeky pop. Oh, a cheeky Don't pop. Don't tell. There's Where nothing better than wine. All my vices at once. Oh. Yeah, right? Sometimes I feel See, like, you know, if you're just going to do wine, you might as well just... Right, I did beach body. What more do you want from me, people? Um... Okay, so okay. he said, uh, I okay. said, where did you get that number? And he said, I'm not sure it was a long time ago. But he did say that he regrets having done that and calling yeah, the house. Yeah, which is nice of And he say. apologizes for the pain and humiliation of airing my personal life in the public arena. Good. So that's really but good. But then... And then he said, I avoided your question to give you the answer that was important to me, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I know who I think it was, but I'm not 100% certain. I also don't want you to be upset with someone else... When the real problems are between you and me. Right. So that didn't say family right. and it didn't say production. You're so right. we still don't know. <sighs> I have not answered that text message. I don't <laughs> you know should do it now. Oh, no, come no. on. <laughs> I'm like, God, I'm going to have to double up my therapy sessions just to undo the damage that I'm doing on the break candy days. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, gonna, I thought make the this wording. See, to me, yeah, the fact right. that he couldn't remember at first points to it being because, a production right because wouldn't you know exactly but you thought it was family because why would you be mad about right um, but i think he maybe so to answer your long-awaited question we don't know we don't freaking know but i think we could find out if you continue to text him but i wouldn't uh ask you to do that but i do think that that's an important concept because if let's say it was production that gave mm-hmm. him the phone number somebody in production that to me is such a terrible right. breach of a the documentary format and also exploitative mm-hmm. that i would want to know but mm-hmm. it was you know it could have been a family member yeah oof i i still it's almost like there's more which is worse i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah either way somebody's okay. a big fat liar so that's where we are with that, and if we find out more, we'll keep oh, you posted. Oh, I will keep you posted. Um, some people wanted to know uh, more about the interview process on the shows. So, like, when we look directly at the camera. Yes. Oh, I have an interesting one to tell you. Okay. Okay, so this has been about week, oh my god, we probably were like two months deep into production and everything now, and I just started getting... Like, I really am the kind of person who likes to wake up in the morning with a purpose and with a reason to get up in the morning and, like, a spring in my step. And when I go to bed, like, last night I went to bed early because I was excited to, like, wake up and, you know, drive to work and I get to see Susie and it's been so long since I've seen you. So it was, like, I was passionate about getting up and I wake up at, like, 6 a.m. On the show, I didn't they only they only allowed us first and also I'm like a 60 hour a work week you know putting the hours doing whatever it is that I'm doing I have no free time cuz I'll just fill it with whatever it is I because every took everything took so goddamn long all I had was free time and they limited my work to only 20 hours a week so they wouldn't even let me work any like and I'm not, I've never, I can't do that. I, I don't know how to, I didn't know what to do with my free time. So, and I was just so bored sitting in the house. I just wasn't stimulated. I started doing art projects and like 
things like that. But I started sleeping a lot and I would sleep in and they till like 10 o'clock, which is not something I usually do. And they pulled me into an interview once and they asked me if I was depressed because I'm sleeping so much. No, they did. Yes, they did. Director. Yeah. The producer. No. Yes. What did you say? I said, no, I'm not. But then I thought about it. I remember in that moment thinking, why are they planting the idea of me being depressed? And like, this is really why I think they should have a psychiatrist or, or therapist on set because the person who's interviewing me, maybe 28, 30, yeah. ma- whatevs, like young. Yeah. With a background in film, not in how the mind works. <laughs> right. And is basically implanting depressing thought. Like the Wait, but do you, you have depression? Do you Maybe think- I do. I left I left the interview going Am I depressed? Maybe I have depression. To be fair, do you think that their intention was to plant that? Or do you think that was a genuine inquiry? You know, maybe I think it was a genuine inquiry that I think they were interested in seeing a new storyline from it, like a new, you know, like, let's see how this has taken an emotional toll on her. She just got a call from her dad. She like relived all that. She's doing all this stuff for sexual abuse victims. Is that coming up as like depression or whatever? But I, I think the appropriate way to ask something like that is, how are you feeling? What kind of experience? Like, uh, what do you feel like? That's a very good point. What do you feel like in the morning? Like, what's it like for you to wake up in this house? Don't prime. They need, they're priming you. Yeah. So I really think that they need people to be doing the interviews that have some sort of background in the therapeutic interview versus... They don't. They're never going to do that. It's a different kind of, you know. The more I think about your story, though, the more I think they actually were priming you because they usually have a sense for at least generally what the narrative that will be. And they probably thought, this is going down the path of Sarah being sad about the following things. We need a soundbite where she says why she's sad. Right. They don't have a story unless they have you saying And I was like, no. I'm fucking bored in this house. I'm <laughs> sleeping in because I have nothing else to do. And that's why you don't see me saying. It's like I was listening to that episode that just came out uh, uh, like last week when you're like, she's like this all the time. Yeah. I, because my, what they failed to notice is that my reaction, had they been a little more perceptive, my reaction to feeling like that is usually to go in the opposite direction and usually do something you know, like to really boost my own yeah, feel like emotions and, and make myself feel better, like be overly happy about something. Right. Like in almost like a childlike way is yeah. to combat those. So no, they were not receptive to that at all. Yeah. I mean, the boredom thing I think is a real challenge, no pun intended for them because they have to walk this line between they're producing a show. They, mm-hmm. There has to be rules and structure mm-hmm. and the, everyone has to be in agreement about mm-hmm. what those rules are. But then that restricts the behavior of the participants, right. which counteracts their goal of having it be like, what, what happens when people stop being polite? <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's an interesting dilemma. And I think have. the new, now that, now that you say that, I think the new changes in format or freeing. Yeah, and or like, not. are an attempt to battle that 
like well, so boredom. I wanted to ask you, what it do you creates think? More things to talk about, more shit, more stuff, more fil- more because they're t- the job. There's not enough s- stuff to do. I thought when you first started talking, you were referring to the shift where they now show the cameramen and stuff oh. on the episodes. How there you can see the production, yeah. whereas they used to hide it. And so, so they're a little more open about it being. Yeah, what a do you production. think about that? That's a good point. Because uh, that... I think we reached a a point in reality television where we're like, come on. Is, <laughs> yeah, we're well aware. We know this is yeah. like reality. It, we need to rename it. it yeah. Reality TV needs a rebranding of like. Yeah. Because it's not reality. When and you... so people were aware that this was felt a little inauthentic. Yeah. So now they got to show the cameras. Right. And a lot of people have responded well to it. The people that I've talked to are like, I really like it Me because too. it's more honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so unfamiliar to me that I was a little bit like, hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to show that. Right. But it probably was better for the program. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I was thinking, though, about how we referenced on the previous episode when Irene left the show Mm -hmm. and on the Seattle season. And I was struck by the way they really did a good job in editing that episode because if you remember... They talked about her Lyme, Lyme disease. Oh, is this the order of how things happened? No. Oh, oh. I screwed it up. Okay, I still am curious about well, that. She, okay, we'll go they back. talked to her in an interview, like, why are you leaving? Because she chose to leave. Right. And she really, she had Lyme disease, but she hated mm-hmm. what you're describing as this restrictive environment where you feel, if you have any kind of um, stress or anxiety or whatever, it... It gets worse because, yeah. and they did such a good job of editing. Cause I remember as a viewer, they showed like, it was almost like a blurry show of the lights above, which uh-huh. nobody ever sees. Right. That is a real, they and don't, they made the oh camera, like they tried like. to create it look like the look of it to be like what was probably going on mm-hmm. in her mind. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's overwhelming in the it's lights so and the, in the, um, equipment is everywhere in the wires. The, oh, the, I know, triggering Sarah right The now. houses, the walls stop. The paint stops at seven feet where the camera doesn't show. And then above that, it looks like a warehouse. It's like the set it's of friends. It's a set. It's, it, and it's you, a set. It, does, it feels like you're living in an aquarium. Like well, in the fishbowl. That is that's the, it. Oh, my God. It's so weird it's so weird and you've you You know the sane people are the ones who are like fuck this i'm out of here right i really do believe that you have to have a little bit of like wait this is not right and i think about the childhood that i grew up with that was so (laughs) odd and chaotic and like just changed from moment to moment and i was like yeah no wonder it didn't freak me out to be in that house yeah no because this is exactly what i'm used to right bizarre emotional shifts that like and 
Were, when you walked in, though, were you shocked at all the lights and the wires and the... Uh, I... No, beca- because I grew up on set. Okay. If I had not, yes. Yeah. But I would say that I was more... It was like... At first, it wasn't what I expected the real world to be, but then it was exactly what I expected a television show to be. I remember having that... That should have been, a, that seconds, been like, a red flag. Think, no, it was, it, and it was, because I got, like, I recognized what it was when I did my first interview. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, this is just casting for a commercial or a TV show, or, like, it wasn't, I understood the, that what I needed to do, like, I hate to be like this, but after I walked out of my very first casting interview, I was like, yeah, I got it. Because I knew what to say because my parents were in the film industry. Right. I had seen, and I was a child who was in commercials. Yeah. I had done, I had gone to casting calls, and then I remember not getting the job, and then being on set and my mom telling me, like, oh, this is what what gets somebody cast, and this is, it's like just the right amount of yourself and, um, uh, like um, a character, version a character, of you. A, yeah, character, but with re- restraint, but with respect for the industry, but with respect for the people who are you're working for. Susie's got a big old shitty grit on her face because it's so true. It is, and so some people don't figure it true. out until you've done it for five seasons. But I knew the second I walked in there, I was like, oh, so it's gonna be like mom and dad on set. That's what oh I gotta be. It's God. like how I was a kid on set, and I gotta talk to the producers the same way I would talk to. When my mom would bring me over to the, you know, DP and I would be on set and talking to that. So, and I just... I am fascinated. That is really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, there's some really good questions here and I am curious about... Jessica asks about the order of things, but she says something that's curious to me. She says, they clearly do interviews daily. They've been making this super obvious in the recent real world seasons. Mm. They didn't do interviews daily for us. It was once a week. Why? Sometimes twice a week. They could change it, but however, what they did do... Now, you said earlier, you said you weren't familiar with confessionals, but that's just because they give it another name yeah. on the show. Road rules. Or on the, road rule, or on on the, the challenge. OTFs. OTFs. But they're different. Share with people what an OTF is, because that's, that's, that is also a phrase that is... Um, Reality. Not ju- It's Buna Murray specific because Mark Long invented it. No. Yes. Okay, uh, OTF means on the fly, and those are the interviews that you see that are not in a studio and that are usually like, on the challenge, they're like right after or right before um, something traumatic. (laughs) And they're like, how are you feeling right now? What do you think? What do you think? And they always have to shine the stupid light right in your eyeball. That's my (laughs) least favorite part. Because we both have light eyes, and that's the worst. And I'm always squinting at everyone. I'm like, ugh. It's like painful to do. People would always write in uh chat rooms and stuff in like 1999 why is Susie always squinting why because we used to have to do our interviews like real interviews outside oh forget and it. they would still shine that goddamn forget it <laughs> i hate that that's why i have crow's feet now <laughs> it probably is but oh, um God. so on the flies yeah and so otfs were designed to catch your emotional reaction right after you've been exploited but um no <laughs> right after- Right before you, you have to do something big or whatever. But how about this for a little trivia oh. uh, about road rules? 
Do you, are you familiar with the term that we use to describe the people that sort of would come on and be like, today you're going to be wrestling crocodiles and <laughs> those people that were not on the show, but that day they were sort of introducing yeah. what we had to do and they'd say, you'll get $3 if you do this thing. That is and- the <laughs> worst Australian accent I've ever heard. You know why? Because there's a particular guy I'm thinking of, but... But so the, I haven't met him. Maybe you sound exactly like him. There's like usually a girl and a guy, but sometimes it's just one or the yeah, other. Yeah. Do you know those people? Uh, no. Well, I know of the kind of people you're talking about, where they send you to doing a thing, and there's like the yeah. Hey, do you know what we call them? No. What we call them mayors. And <laughs> okay, do you know why? Because they're like the mayor of the town of what they're introducing. No. No. What? Tell me. Because on the first season, or wait, yeah, the first season of Road Rules, there was a girl. Shelly, no, I forget her name. She banged <gasps> the guy that did that for their first episode, and he was the mayor of Nogales, Texas, and he Are was super young. you kidding me? <laughs> he was the youngest mayor in the United States. Sis, this is a great he, story. <laughs> and he banged her. The, <laughs> they, like, had a romance, so they forevermore were our mayors. That is such a good story. <laughs> Let me look up I want to call everybody who does that the mayor. And then people won't really know why, except if you listen to the Break It podcast. <laughs> yeah, so the they, you know, it was an yes. on-camera thing. Like, they... They bang on camera? Well, they... The mayor? They didn't bang on camera, but they, you know, had a romance on camera, and it was clear that she was like... And it was embarrassing. She had to do, like, a walk of shame, I think, no. and come back to the Winnebago. No. Yes. Can you believe... Yes, but and so great. like they would introduce these people. They'd be like, "Okay, you guys are going to walk up to this place, and your mayors will be standing there." And after a while, we're like, "Why are we calling them that?" Oh my god! And that's what happened. That it's always fun when the crew also adapts whatever the <laughs> language is. I didn't and, know Mark Long made the old yeah, uh, OTF. Who told you that? Probably Mark. Probably Mark. He would tell. He would be the one to share that story. I wish I could find what her name is. I know it's like this stupid thing. I'm, now I want to know. Oh, but that's so funny. anyway, yeah, Nogales, Texas. Um, okay, now let me ask you another question. Yeah, what are some other ones? <clears throat> People are gonna be like, "You're so stupid." Her name was not Shelley. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that interview thing because they've always been either once or twice a week. And oh, usually, oh, so what I was going to say about the the OTFs and how they're like confessionals is if something happens big in the house or whatever, uh, they'll say, hey, you want to go to the confessional and do a confessional about that? You want to go do a confessional about that? What? So to try to get you to go. Why? They'll pick up the back phone. Oh, go do a confessional about that. Somebody else asked, is there a... Do you have to do a confessional? Is there, like, a, in the Damn. contract you have to do X number? Uh, there's something in the contract that says you have to... Like, if you stop doing them, they'll eventually say, you got to go do one. Well, they'll fine you. They'll fine you. They'll start taking... That was the, fi- the only way. They start just taking money away. Well, Have you right. ever been fined? Never. Did we talk about this? I don't know. I've never been fined. I've only been fined one time. What'd you do? I think I... T- I may have told the story, but I'll tell it again. It's worth it. Um... That's so fucking annoying why I got fined, too. I'm so angry about it. So, yeah, I think it was only this one time. Uh, So, we were in the cutthroat, no, uh, 
Fresh Meat 2 house, which was this beautiful house in Whistler. The be- most beautiful house. It was like a cabin. It was gorgeous. It was not a challenge house. It was a house I'd like to live in. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Right. Uh, which means we naturally destroyed it and made it <laughs> horrible. Right. Um, so all the guys were doing pull-ups or chin-ups or whatever on this, like, f- part of the door frame. Just a thin bar I on the door frame. I kind of remember this. And everybody was doing pull-ups. Johnny did them. Kenny did him, or not Johnny, he wasn't there. Kenny did him, Wes did him. <laughs> blame Johnny Evan. Uh, right? I still just blame him. <laughs> Kenny, Johnny, Evan, who's not a small man. And then I'm like, I could do that shit. Oh and God. so I go to do it. And as soon as I put my hands on it, the whole fucking thing breaks. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then I get the fine. And I even talked to production about it. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That moose hangs from it, and then I get the fine. He's Canadian, so I can call him moose. Stop it. <laughs> and she, she was like, okay, okay, I'll talk to people. And they dropped it down to like 150 bucks or All whatever. Right. So it wasn't huge. But when I got it, I was just looking around at how beautiful this house was. It was like... If you're going to get into a, a, a fender bender, you don't want it to be with a Tesla. And I had basically just rear-ended a Tesla. And I was like, God damn it, this isn't going to be cheap. Oh, I my God. I knew it. That and is... it, was, it, it was probably a $500 door frame. But they, they knocked Sarah, it down to one Sarah, that frame. story was worth $150. Because <laughs> well, it's so. so good. <laughs> it's all true. Have you ever turned your mic off? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm such a... St- oh, God. I probably have. I have. I've done the classic take out the battery. Oh, I never did that. Because if you take out the battery, it doesn't cl- like show that it's off. Like it just shows that the bat there's like a there's a trick to it. Yeah, because they it, they'll just assume the battery. Dies. Yes, and yeah. the batteries die all the time. Right. So constantly. Was, yeah. So it was just like, oh, our battery's dead, and I was like, mm-hmm. or I'd take a battery out and I just flip it upside down. Oh, I think I've also saved... Oh, my God. I'm confessing everything. I've <laughs> saved old batteries. I did that one season. And I that put the old battery in. is brilliant. brilliant. right? Because they throw them away in the trash can. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to take two of these and then keep them. And then I could just put my old battery in. And then I never look... Ah! They're going to find out that I really was the bad one this whole time. I've been... I've been pretending like I'm the rule follower, but really I was stealing batteries. That is actually it's like not really... the worst thing that's happened on there. No, for Christ's sake. But think about it. Our tech wizard slash my husband, Adam, mm. is going to be outraged. Outraged. <laughs> like they've been stealing our old bats. <laughs> I probably that's so smart. I probably did it the first time because I'm like, oh free batteries. And then oh I realized it was dead God. and I was like, oh better than free batteries. <laughs> Useful batteries. I remember the first time I tried to like run away, you know, escape yeah. the um the cameras <laughs> and uh i didn't know that on your mic pack is like um yes. homing device GPS, GPS, it's essentially. the weirdest it tells you how far away it is me and piggy and christina like we're like let's try to and i don't know why we were dying to be on the show i don't know why we were running away from the cameras <laughs> dying to be on and then running away just like just a game you just do it for fun <laughs> and we ran outside and we were sitting on the curb and we thought we were so rebellious and they came out and they're like we can find you, <laughs> and you can't do that again. But oh, the things we think we can get yeah. away with. I remember when I discovered the microphones in the bed. I did not know when I was on my season. Where the real were world they? That they had them in the headboards, and I had not, in the wood. It was somehow 
Behind. But, like, positioned in a way that you couldn't see it at all unless you really looked. And my boyfriend was visiting me, and he spent the night, and we definitely did it. Yeah. And it wasn't until after we were done. Like, he was joking around, like, oh, they're, are you sure they're not taking yeah. us? And I was like, what, if they don't have, like, mics in the headboards? And then I felt it, and I was like, they're fucking mics in the headboards. And I just remember being mortified because... I was already somebody, I was somebody at the time who was very insecure about my sexuality. Like, I, I was, yeah, as we all are. Private? At, I was freaking 20 years. Yes. Yes. Right. Like a, I That's don't know why I have normal. to it. That's normal. Because oh, to me, I was like, you know what? That is really interesting that I feel like I have to justify why I wanted to keep that <laughs> private because I think I've been so numb to and people just to use your word banging on camera and <laughs> stop being hilarious he almost did a spit take. I know he almost did I'm so <laughs> glad you didn't because I really like this shirt <laughs> that is so interesting yeah it's when you do I, you, what's it called uh uh like I don't know not immune like normalized no sort of like that. Oh, desensitized. Desensitized. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So you brought up your, your boyfriend who visited. Do they encourage you? This is from Christine. Do they encourage you to bring a guest from no. home? Do they discourage you? Well, they discouraged me to bring him because we were boring. Oh. And they only got excited when the, the idea that maybe he would propose came up. And then they started following us anywhere. Why, how did that idea come up? Because he was thinking about doing it anyway. He, like, bought a ring, and then I found it, and then I was like, I don't want to, and then it was. Oh, my God. That was, like, an after I came home, and then I broke up with him, and I was like, I just want to be free. Then I can't, because I had just come back from the challenge with you. Remember when I broke up with him on the phone? Yeah. On the challenge? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I went and banged somebody. But we were broken up for the record. Yeah. Let the record show. I actually wanted to... I'll ask you that in a different episode. Um, okay. Now. Question. Mm. Did you... What was it like for you? Because when you were filming, you were in the United States when you would go out. Heckling. Well, no. People I think do I just, not like it. Like, no. People think... It. Yeah. Like, well, also, we were in Brooklyn. This was before right. real. This was when gentrification of Brooklyn was just starting. Yeah. Could you imagine the fucking real world? There's nothing less hipster than real world to Brooklyn right. when Brooklyn is just now feeling this whole new. It's like the dawn of hipsters, mm-hmm. and ew. Right. So I was so lucky because I was the first season that had eight people. And when we would go out, people would count like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and they would look at me, and I would always be like standing behind. I was never really when we. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big like 
You are out. not a camera hog. Uh, no, and I'm sure. definitely not a go out and party at the clubs. Like, you know, it takes a lot for me to be encouraged to go do that kind of stuff. So I just like to, like, sit and hang out and have a glass of wine and whatever. And I would get into conversations with locals like, look at those fools over there. Can you believe how <laughs> ridiculous these real really? world people are? All the time. And I was like an incognito cast member because they would also say, there's a, an article that's online still that talks about them like, oh, we've identified the seven people. And I was the one that nobody could figure out who I was. No way. For real. For like a long time until right before the season came out. They're like, who, who is this other? There's like some other chick maybe with tattoos or whatever. But they thought I was like a local because they're like, oh, I fit into Brooklyn. Right. I did not fit into the real world mode mold well, a- because I had like jet black hair. I don't look like Susie, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't look like anybody who'd have been on the real world. Who of all the seasons you've been on is the biggest camera hog? Uh, uh, what's her name? My litter bug. Naya? No. Sorry. Uh, uh, um, oh my God. Why am Je- I blanking Jenny? on her name? No. No, Who is this no, person? No, I love Jemmy. I don't know. I, the, what all their is names... her name? Litterbug is. Wow. Oh, my God. My brain is. This is the early webbing of dementia. It must be. It is. Describe her. Oh, my God. Well, she's black. I mean, come I don't on. Know. That, I, didn't, she's, I have no I hate idea. to be like that's the first descriptor. But she's a radio host. She's really short and tiny. She loves to yell. She's she's the one who was a <laughs> litter bug. This is like taboo. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I can't take it. It is. She's from Are You the One? Oh, my Becky. God. Becky. No. Nani. No. <laughs> Oh, God. I'll tell you a, a scoop while you're looking that up about yeah. Becky from Real World Seattle. Um, she was this, the singer, blonde hair, mm. and her first kiss was Dave Matthews. You're welcome. What? <laughs> what? And she really, that is so insane. And then she ended up being the lead singer in Keanu Reeves' band called Becky. The band was called Becky. Simone! Simone. For Christ's sake, I can't remember her I name. I mean, every listener was screaming in They were their... all screaming it. <laughs> so how could you forget? I know. How, what I made her a camera like, Shh. I, Because every time we would get into an argument, there, there would be an argument. She There was one time in particular where the cameras were on Ashley and um, Jamie, who were hooking up in the bathroom. And the further the cameras... The farther away the cameras would get from her, the louder she would start to yell. To the po- it was so noticeable. We were all laughing about it. We're like, okay, come on, Simone. Yeah. Relax. And just the way she would inject herself into the middle of conversations. Well, I'll, I mean, also, I didn't like that she was a litter bug. That's first and foremost. So, but she, I think, is the biggest of all time. Or Johnny. Well, that's my Johnny answer. Bananas has got to be... Number uh, one. He, uh, but I see, I hate... Sorry, I keep no, interrupting no, go, you. Go, go. When you use the word camera whore, my brain no, automatically... No, hog. Oh, hog. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that's what they call them on the show is a camera whore. And my brain goes to a female. I hate to be like that. But now that I think... Because that is the term. Ew. 
That's the term for it on the show, and it's always referring to a female. We never talk about the dudes. Yeah, I mean... They're the worst. They are the worst. I take it back, Johnny. And the dudes are the only ones that I've seen go up to a camera person and say, hey, I'm going to go do something. Follow me. Correct. I've seen uh, Corey do that. Mm -hmm. I've seen Johnny do it a million times. A million. Evan, Kenny. Yeah. Um... Wes. Yes, Wes. Wes, forget it. Yeah. Oh, and I know all the new guys take a page out of their book, and now they do it too. Who? The new kids. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's changed so much is that I think this current generation of people is so much more aware of how it is a show, and maybe that's better for their mental state, that it's like, first and foremost, this is designed to be entertaining and maybe they compartmentalize it away from it's not their life. That's not how I felt. Mm. But maybe mm-hmm. that's helpful to them. I don't know. If don't you have contacts and you're going on a challenge. They'll hold them for you. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And then some, I I've only that. seen one time where somebody had a medical condition that got in the way of doing something. And it was Aia had asthma and we had to do a challenge in a gas chamber. Oh and my God. Like, we got like gas with tear gas and she could not participate in that. Really? Yeah. That hey, was do you so remember painful, by the way. When I think it was Gladys who was on Road Rules Mexico went on a challenge pregnant knowingly. I feel like I do remember this. And That's she, crazy. They were about to be hung upside down. Oh and my she goes, god. She was like I probably shouldn't do this cuz I'm pregnant and they're like you have to go home. Oh my god. What? As somebody who's trying to get pregnant, the idea of doing anything that would like, <laughs> well, you know, knock that thing loose. If you need the money, though, you know, you know what? That's the thing that I think a lot of people get to that place where they're like, uh, "Now I do have a kid, and now I need this money." Yeah, yeah, that's sad. That is sad. Um, yeah, somebody wants to know if we've ever had to reenact scenes. I have. Uh huh. I have too. Uh, a lot of times when now I've gotten to the point where I won't even do it until I make sure there's a camera there because I hate doing it a second time. Yeah. So if it's something big, if I know I'm going to be talking game talk with somebody, I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Travis, can can you get a camera crew because I'm going to go talk to Johnny about this? Well, because otherwise okay, they'll make on. you do it again. And or yeah. they'll be like, can you guys go talk about that again? Well, let me make sure. Oh, stand in this light. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Someone wants to know more Which, about the food. It makes it really easy to have incognito conversations because if they say, oh, can you do that again? You're like, do what again? Yeah, right. And then you just talk about something different. Were the fights on the old real world seasons usually not alcohol fueled? I feel like now all the fights happen after they've been drinking. It's not just alcohol. It's that they know that that's something that will end up on the show. Yeah. Because there are people that have done shows that you're like, wait, who's that? Because they're so rarely seen. And I think that there's a fear almost that if you don't cause drama. That's what I think Simone did. Right. I think she would get What happened to her? Where is she now? Uh, well, I think she's probably still hosting radio stuff. Okay. She and doesn't keep doing the challenge. I bet she's waiting in line to get invited to another one. When did they start adding security? Oh, it was after... I'm trying to trace it back. So we had security on... I think it started happening after the cutthroat thing at the bar 
when we got chased by the locals. Remember when I said Johnny pushed somebody down yeah. the stairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was after that we started getting security when we went out at night, and then they started adding him in the house. Did we have him in Turkey? It wasn't long ago. Okay. I would say within the last five or six seasons. Right, and, I've never been and on And really one. it started getting to be a thing when the fights got too physical inside they had to like save each other from each other <laughs> that's deep yeah shit man not from like locals it's save like, us from ourselves yeah right question yes do you want to do patreon shout outs <gasps> patreon shout outs shouting at the patreon people yes i do have you been practicing no which means it should be great do you want to give me a music type too? Yeah. Okay, because those are always the best. All right. Let's... Oh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm a little under the weather today, so we'll maybe see. it'll be raspy like when Phoebe Buffet was like she um got a cold and then she was like, My sticky shoes. Do you not remember that? One? <laughs> my sticky shoes. I love you, my babies. Uh, <laughs> okay, the first one I'd like you to do in um maybe smooth jazz. Oh, Smooth. And no, yes. her, name, her name is Sheena. And she's been a patron a long time. Mm. Sheena. Mm. She's a patron for a long mm. time. Her name is Sheena. Smooth. She's a patron girl that's so fine. Her name is Sheena. Donate more money to Patreon, please. <laughs> Sheena. I bet you have right. some really right. pretty knees. Have this this style is going to be classic country. Okay. Classic. Derek. Hmm. Derek. Give me a little classic country. How does classic country music go? Well, I went down to the to be the dee Well, I got this new friend's name is Derek. He's going to donate some money to me. Well, I got this new friend's name is Derek. Going to donate money. Won't be free. It's Derek. 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 And he's donating money and money to me. Money to me. Donating money and money to me. Okay, that was real good. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, how about... My squeaky chair, though. We I can't do it without dancing suits. True, I know. Okay. All right. What Impossible. about... Uh, what's a style you've been waiting to do? I mean, Ooh. pop? Uh, yeah, okay. We could do pop. Give me a pop beat. What's a pop beat? I mean, any Beast uh, Beers style is, uh-huh. you know, oh. pretty emblematic. Of okay. Christina is her name, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christina, oh, Christina, I really want to meet you. She's my, oh, Christina, Christina, Christina. (laughs) It's a really simple pop song with really simple lyrics, but it's still pretty good because her name is Christina. (laughs) Last one. Your face is so good. (laughs) It's really more... What do you call it when you're, it's like... Improv. Improv, but like interpretive. Ah. Ah. This last one. (laughs) Interpretive pop. Dana, we're going to do it as a power ballad. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Your face is classic. (laughs) Like something like um, Whitney Houston. Oh, Dana! Oh, Dana! 
she's my lady. Wow. Dana. Wow. wow, those were incredible. I was doing the uh, air guitar, but you didn't see that. Those... Hopefully Dana got it. Okay, so here's the, the deal. There is about a million more questions, Yeah, and we've clearly run out of time, so it looks like there's part, part four. Because <laughs> uh, I still also want to talk about DM right. and um, some other things that have come up recently. I saw more people stuff. that didn't get picked up by the bus to talk about. I have more miss the bus stories. The miss the bus. Ow. The miss the bus. Ow. I miss the bus. Ow. And it's something that I'll never, ever, ever do again. What is that? That's crisscross that from back music? in the 90s. Oh, oh my God. Is that... <laughs> no, that was a crisscross, a hip-hop duo from the <laughs> 90s that was... Famous for wearing their yeah. clothes backwards. They were real young. Jump, jump. My daddy make back will make it. Jump, jump. It's the wiggity, 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 wiggity back, daddy. It's the wiggity, 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 back, daddy. Let's cross the make it. I think, jump, I jump. think the Bright Sellers is really... <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Give it up to Zinfandel. Jump, jump. <laughs> All right, people. You can keep the questions coming, too, while we're, you know, in between episodes here on the Brain Candy Crush or Twitter or on our Facebook page. Because you guys have asked really, really good you questions sure have. that we wouldn't have thought of. And I'll be working on my power ballads. Right. <laughs> and uh, you can donate to Patreon so that you, too, yeah. can get an awesome power ballad shout out. And or smooth can... jazz. Or if there is a particular music style you'd we like take me requests. to do your, chow- your shout out in, I'll we, do that. We take requests. Yeah. And all of our challenge content lives on patreon.com slash braincandy. So if you can't get enough, then go we there. more. All right. Bye, guys. See ya.